Hello and welcome to the SBK Betting Podcast Masters Edition. The first major of the season is just around the corner this Thursday, in fact, the 6th of April. And what better way to get you in the mood for Augusta's showpiece event than by previewing all the action. Before we uh, get stuck in, now's the perfect time to tell you about SBK's fantastic new offer. New and existing customers can get £10 back in free bets uh, if a live golfer wins at Augusta this weekend. So make sure you opt in uh, if you want to get that offer. And T's and C's apply, as always. Right, it's time to introduce you to the panel. My name is Tom Collins, and I'm joined today by golf aficionado and tipster Brian Nicholson. And over in the SVK studios right now, we have the office guys, Marios and Adam, or as they like to be known, the in-house experts. But you guys at home can make a judgment call on that one in due course. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Um, I can feel your passion when I read your your betting.gsbk.com columns all throughout the season. What does the Masters mean to you and how successful have you been in past tournaments? Uh, as we were just saying off air there, it's kind of the most exciting year for um, like golf bettors, I suppose. Just mainly because it's the first major and usually that excitement kind of tones down as soon as the, the first ball is hit, like, you know what I mean? But uh, there's all sorts of content and previews goes out and a lot of prep goes into it and... Is it, it's funny, on the betting side of things, actually, the majors are actually probably the hardest to churn a profit because they're like um, really high variance, low edge events in terms of, you know, efficient odds being compiled and whatever. And obviously the odds compilers are also looking for looking forward to this event for a long time. So the odds are kind of, uh, they're hard to beat in, in majors in general, you know what I mean? So I don't think I've ever had really a kind of big win on the Masters or something that stands out anyway. So I don't know. Um Kind of, you're just looking for small edges, maybe four or five bets, small edges. Maybe look at some of the some of the sub markets and the in play kind of stuff. There was actually a guy. There was a guy on Twitter last year actually that had, um, I think he he was he's using some in play first round um, scores, and he was you know the, the line was set. I think it was around seventy point five, but the line was set on actually um, the the November edition that year was kind of or in the previous year was um, in real soft conditions because it was moved to November and basically the scoring was much um, lower so the lines were way off and he was just taking I think he had about 40 match bets or something and all around evens and 30 of them came in literally because the line should have been you know 1 or 1.5 higher so if you, you, there's loads of angles like that you can kind of look at and just but in terms of the main market it's kind of hard to beat long term but you know it's just if you're on the right side of variance, you know, to your life, it can be well up there. Exactly that. And finding edge, finding an edge and finding an angle in all sports betting is crucial. Horse racing, football, golf, you name it. It's the most important factor in punting. Adam, I'm guessing we're talking about a high level of success from yourself. I don't know about that, that TC. But uh, it, yeah, Masters has been a, been a good, good, good thing to me. And Marios, you're a huge sports fan. And we spoke about um, the build-up to competitions and different sporting events in the office a few weeks ago. And I was saying that Cheltenham Festival and the Breeders' Cup means the most to me. I feel like a kid at Christmas on the first day. And you said that the first day of the Masters was the main sporting event that sticks in your mind when it comes to excitement. On a, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you right now? Oh, it's at least a 10. <laughs> um, I'll probably go 11, really, since... Um... I think it was last July when the last um, putt was holed at St Andrews. You kind of look forward to the next major um, and it's come around now. So very excited for Thursday and for it all to get going. Yeah, we're all very excited, as you can tell. And before we get stuck into the protagonists for the 2023 Masters, I'm going to ask you all 
for your number one punting angle forward slash favorite trend either or whatever one that catches your imagination when it comes to betting at the masters and brian i'm going to come to you first yeah so the biggest kind of angle that i always look at in golf betting is the course fit angle because it's the one that's not really baked into the odds yet it is getting more and more factored into the odds as time goes by but it's still a lot there's a lot of not kind of a lot of um freely free data out there that's that actually covers everything uh, or takes everything into account so it's still kind of even when you're looking at the the exchange markets and that it's um <clears throat> it's not really factored in fully yet so that's what i kind of look at and then the, the course premiums and augusta so i have a model and all that that takes into account um course premiums the key metrics um <clears throat> different variables for the course and of course suitability suitability for players and stuff like that so if you're looking at the um <clears throat> the ones there at augusta you'll be talking about like um Par five performance, driving distance, um, approaches from kind of length, maybe one seven five to two two hundred yards or one fifty to two hundred yards kind of range, and then uh, short putting four to eight feet, uh, five to ten feet kind of range because there's a lot of runouts and it's hard to get close to the pin even when you're when you're short side and trying to get up and down and that, and um, so I'd be looking for a player all those kind of stats and I'd put them all into the model and I'd be kind of I'd be trying to kind of, trying to find a player that has a high rating and all of them. You're basically looking for just a high rate and all that, and those kind of key metrics and whatever, and you can kind of find a, a decent edge. There. Once, they, of course, you have to take the odds into account then, because um, a lot of the big guys will be coming out the highest and that kind of score. But if you look at like John Ram, I think John Ram is the highest, about nine point five five. Rory's up there as well, nine point three odd or something. Uh, even Cam Smith, some of the live guys, nine point two five. But um. Yeah, that that'd be literally the angle I'd be I'd be looking at mostly, and of course alongside progressive form, current form, progressive form, and that kind of thing. You know what I mean? But uh, the course fit is huge. And readers of uh, Brian's SBK um, betting zone pieces throughout the year will know that he goes off his model um, throughout to find his selections. They're rated out of ten, so when he's talking about eight or nine point something, out of ten, obviously very high scores. And if you want to see more about Brian's model, then make sure to check out his column this week for the Masters. The office guys sure love an angle. Marios, please take it away with yours. Um, I've got a couple. Um, course form around Augusta. Um, always look for players that have played it at least two or three times and got some rounds under the belt. Um, and the other one is iron play. Um, some people think it's a putting contest because of the greens. However, I think it's if you can put the ball in the right spots on those greens, um, you've got a laser iron game, then that's what I tend to look for. Yeah, laser iron game is, game is something I certainly don't have. Um, Adam is known for his self-titled weekly golf picks in the office called The List. Uh, I'm sure that'll be coming to betting.getsbk.com sooner rather than later. And plenty of trends and angles go into his research week in, week out. What's your favourite trend or betting angle for this week? Yeah, TC. I mean, I suppose the one thing I would say to caveat all, all of this, and I totally agree with what with everything sort of Brian and Marius have said, but the weather forecast this week is going to play probably havoc with everything and that i think that will include some of the trends something that i've definitely been looking pretty closely at is the um the 2020 renewal um of the of the tournament or the covid renewal as you might call it which was played in november and that definitely sort of that that produces a couple of interesting angles um but i'll i'll come back to that for a kind of specific trend that i definitely lean on year on year um it's looking at those that were in contention in the previous year so you'll get I mean, you look at last year, 
Scheffler, Rory, Lowry, Cam Smith. I mean, these are players that I'm definitely looking to take on again this year because I just don't think you can underestimate how much being in contention at Augusta will will take out of a player year on year. Um, and it's happened countless times. Um, I think kind of since 2017, only Dustin Johnson's kind of contended and, and gone on to win the following year. And that was this kind of the COVID renewal. Um, so a bit of an outlier. So that's that's definitely something I'll be looking at. Very interesting. Some factors there that you should consider when you're placing your bets this week. Um, if you guys at home have any angles that we haven't mentioned, then please, and you're watching this on YouTube, then please whack them in the comment section below because I'll definitely be interested to hear and see those. On to the betting now. And it largely revolves around three players. Rory McIlroy, last year's runner-up, heads the market currently around 8-1. to one. Defending champion Scotty Scheffler is half a point bigger at 17 to 2, while John Rahm is available at 11s. We're then looking at a huge jump up to Jordan Spieth at 20s, Cantlay at 22, 25 to 1 bar. If you like your live golfers, Cam Smith is shortest at 25 to 1. DJ also features reasonably high in the betting at 35 to 1. And it's worth noting that 18 live golfers will take on their PGA Tour rivals this week. Let's start with Rory then, Brian. He needs to win the Masters to complete his career Grand Slam. So may feel added pressure coming into this week. How do you consider his chance? And do you believe he deserves favouritism? Yeah, well, I don't I don't think he'll have a better chance to ever to get the Grand Slam than this week. So one thing actually we can just touch on there is uh, the weather. Now, so I was checking that actually this morning because I heard a few things around Twitter and whatever. And one thing where Rory's not good is in the, is in the wind, like high winds. He always struggles with the spin and the striving and all that kind of stuff. And uh, but actually the wind is at the moment is kind of a forecast for moderate winds, but the rain it's rain it's kind of consistent rain and showers and all that kind of, um, and thunderstorms and all that kind of stuff. But I think that would actually suit Rory the softer conditions. All his big winds in the majors were kind of on there, uh, long so, uh, soft kind of layouts. Congre- I remember Congressional always playing really soft. Um, his winds are quail hollow. They were all kind of soft conditions as well, and he loves that. So that would actually help him uh, put another kind of add an angle in there too. And I was watching the women's amateur actually at Augusta there. I, I saw some shots of it on um, the weekend and you could see it already. It was windy. Um, the greens were, it was lovely, pristine. And the greens were, um, they were running really fast, but you could see they were quite receptive. They were spinning a lot of shots, lots, lots of backspin and all that. So you never have a better chance, I don't think, than this year to do it. So I'm looking at stats there now. And all the stats that I was talking about earlier, he's... Um, so he's 17th in approaches with the long irons, 175 to 200 yards. He's fourth in par five scoring average and second in birdies are better on, on the long holes. Um, he's leading the driving distance stats by a mile. He's 326.6 is his average. I think Dustin Johnson, for, that's, for, that's his season average. When Dustin Johnson won, he was only like 312 or something like that, Sheffield even less, even though the driving distance averages have been going up and up and up over the last few years. But... Um, so he was actually as well. He was actually at Augusta a couple of weeks ago practicing, and he had a, I think he played three rounds, and two of those rounds were really low. And he has a new driver in the pattern. He has a, the Taylor Made Plus. He's using. Uh, he took a half an inch off it, and a new shaft is in there as well. And he says he's driving it absolutely brilliant, like more than or better than ever, basically. And he says he's a new putter. He's using a Scotty Cameron putter, which is similar to what he used when he won his last two majors. And he said while he was practicing uh, two weeks ago in, in Augusta. He said it just gave him much more feel around the greens and he said it just felt way better on the mallet. And so he, he put that into play then in the WGC match play where he just drove it. He was driving brilliantly, basically. And um, <clears throat> he's basically got everything for him, going for him ahead of, the, of this week's... Kind of, and he's even using the, the, 
with his tailor-made balls as well, TP5s. Um, I know I've, everything you look at, just the stats, everything is pointing to Rory for me. So obviously, you know, he's still whatever, 10% chance to 15% chance, but he's the best chance in the field anyway, I think. Would you not be put off by those those sort of those practice rounds, Brian? I just I just wonder how much pressure Rory's putting on himself. Yeah, well, the pressure, that's the one kind of thing. I said there was the wind, and then there's the pre- that's not going to be affected the wind. Obviously, the pressure, we remember what happened to him back in 2011 or 12, whenever it was, when he uh, he had the win on the third, or the lead on the third round, and he just capitulated. So you never know how that's And there was another thing I was talking about, a podcast there previously with uh, Sophie Walker, and she pointed out um, just the, you know, the live thing, the live angle as well, and he's going to be in the media a lot about that, and you know, it might kind of take his attention away from what he's trying to achieve. But I don't know, there are those kind of factors, but a lot of that's kind of guesswork. If you're just sticking to, you know, the stats and whatever and the course fit and all that kind of thing. And I'd say, I, I, what I'd say is I wouldn't put anybody off at kind of seven to one anyway. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how it would play out. Yeah. And if Rory doesn't deserve to top the betting, in your opinion, at home, then maybe Scotty Scheffler does. The world number one shot 10 under last year to win the Masters by three shots. He will look to become just the fourth player in history to win back-to-back Masters, following Tiger Woods, Nick Faldo and Jack Nicholas. He comes into this event after winning the Players' Championship, finishing fourth in the WGC match play. How big a contender is Scotty this week, Marius? I think he's very big. Um, he doesn't make errors. Um, bogey avoidance is something that he he's a master of. His short game is superb. He's in winning form. I know he didn't complete the uh, match play a couple of weeks ago, but he, he still showed uh, a lot of class. Um, he'll be tough to beat. Um, he'd he'd probably be my number one choice, um, given so many um, markets that are available. But uh, one thing I would go back to on on the Rory thing, and like Brian said, um, Everything does point towards him, especially if it's soft. However, he hasn't contended since that 2011 meltdown. Um, you know, back nine on a Sunday is where it's at, and Rory's not been there for a long, long time. So that might go against him. And going back to Scotty, um, whenever he's in the mix the last, say, two years, he's gone on to complete the deal. So I think he's, um, I think he's a firm favourite for me. Yeah, it's interesting. Scotty Shepherd doesn't seem to have uh, that uh, ability to just completely capitulate on the final day. He's always there and shoots a consistent round. Finally, we should mention the other market protagonist, which is John Rahm. Despite his rise to the top over the last few years, the Spaniard only has one major to his name. However, he's played consistently well in the Masters, racked up four top 10 finishes in the last five years. After starting this year red hot, he's missed two cuts in a row. Does that put you off him this week, Adam? Yeah, it's a tough one, TC. I mean, he's obviously been in the bin for the last couple of weeks, um, but I'm I'm kind of happy to draw a line through it. Um, I just think of the three, he's probably the one that I'd want to be with. Um, as Brian said, you know, he all the numbers um, check out. You know, he correlates. I love the win at the Genesis. You know, that that's always a really good correlating event year on year. Um, and I just I keep going back to this 2020 renewal, but I think it's. I think it's really good. It's a really good sign that he performed well there, T7. Um, and listen, like, I'll openly admit, I'm not sure Augusta is the best fit for his game, but it's more kind of by process of elimination. I mean, I, I think the pressure will get to Rory. I, I just can't, I can't have Rory at all this week. Um, 
Scheffler, I mean, he's played well this year, isn't he? He's probably got the best course form coming in, but I just wonder how much those numbers kind of mask some semi-iffy performances, you know? Um, it just feels like the opposition have kind of got out of the way for him this this season and he's just kind of taken up the mantle. So, so yeah, it, it would definitely be wrong for me of the, of the three and no matter what I do this week, I'll, I'll definitely be looking to save on the Spaniard. Yeah, just to, just to jump in there, actually, uh, my model, my, my model is actually nine point four two. John Ram, so he's actually, I think, he's pretty much one of the top three in the model. So in terms of course fit, just with the stats and what the stats are actually showing. So yeah, and I think he's had like the last four or five uh, top tens in the last in the last four or five Masters. So actually, and there's a thing, there's a big draw trend that um, Augusta, where right to left shot shape is kind of what you need, but not so much anymore. Since the last three winners are actually three faders, three power faders with the exact same kind of shot shape off the tee as John Ram. So with the new equipment, you can just go up and over the corners now. And and again, if, the, if it's softer conditions, that you can do that. It's a lot easier to do that because there'd be no run out on the fairway using that. And uh, yeah, it could actually set up really well for John Ram this week, I think. So there's, Definitely. there's, there's an argument for all the three of them, you know, really. <laughs> No, absolutely. And you know what? The, the one sort of final point I'd add is he's drifted in the market now. You can you can you can get him at eleven point five, twelves, and and that is a price for for someone like John Rahm. You just can't you can't let that go. You have to you have to get on board. Yeah, just a few weeks ago, John Rahm was four to one for an event, wasn't he? Yeah, it can actually be a good a, a good angle in the in the week of the matches and just wait for the the really big names, the really top guys, and watch the ones that drift. And just get on down. Simple as that, you know. And just fair and let variance do its thing, basically. Yeah, it's all about finding an edge, as, as we've already touched on. And drifters. I know people don't like them. People like to see money for for their selection in all sports. Oh, uh, drifters Close win. Value, yeah. <laughs> yeah, drifters win exactly. And so there's a small overview of the the market protagonists. But if I know these guys, I know they like big price players in golf tournaments. So now is the time to hear all of their bets for the 2023. Masters and Brian, I'm going to hand over to you first. Please, can you run through the players you'll be backing this week in the outright market? Yeah, so my main three would be uh, Cam Young, um, Sam Burns, and Sun J M. I'll just start on Cam Young. So he's kind of been similar, kind of been simmering below the radar this season until last week. Obviously, at the match play, he was great, and I don't know what happened. Well, Sam Burns was on fire in the final, eighteen holes. Anything could happen, really. So I wouldn't really. I wouldn't think he's tired or anything like that. You know what I mean? Um, I think a big part of his kind of resurgence is his caddy. So he's got uh, Paul Tessori on the back now, who was Webb Simpson's caddy for forever, basically. And he's brilliant. He's brilliant uh, kind of with the numbers and all the kind of thing that Cam may not have himself. And he's uh, kind of he's kind of a feisty competitor, Cam Cam Young, and Paul Tessori might help him calm down and, and you know that side of, of things. But if you go to if you go to his stats now, uh, Cam Young. So he's 12th in strokes gained off the tee, 17th in strokes gained approach. He's 11th in that all-important line, 175 to 200 yard range. Um, he's actually second in 150 to 175, so that would be kind of the mid to lesser irons, but still. He's uh, 15th in par five birdies are better. Um, and he's third over in just driving distance, full stop. So he's, all the stats are there for Cam Young to... Uh, but he's basically standing out a mile. Uh, he doesn't have much fun. He was second at Saudi Saudi International earlier in the season, and then he had the top 10 at Bay Hill before last week. But again, he's just hitting top gear now, and I think he's going to have a very good match. He's decent price as well, so I think he's going to have a very good week. And uh, what about Sam Burns? Yeah, so Sam Burns is... 
kind of similar, kind of in the similar kind of mold. He's um, so he kind of just can't. He, he got to maybe we could see it last week in the final. He was just hitting top gear, and he's a very streaky player. I think he's five wins on tour, and um, I think two of them kind of in two spurts. If he, he won those, and he tends to keep going for. When he's playing well. He tends to keep it going for a while. And in terms of the course fit rating I have here is 9.14, which isn't huge, but it's still very good. Um, he's, he's actually, I didn't, I didn't actually realize this, but he's 10th in his 10th and game putting last year. And he's the same this year or before the match play he was anyway. And, um, I didn't actually, real, actually realize that until I was looking at the stats this week for him. Um, he's 20th in driving distance, but I actually think he's, he's a little bit longer than that. If you go over maybe three or four years, he'd be a lower kind of average. Um, and I was saying earlier, he's kind of the, the approach stats is what was letting him down this year. But if you go back to last year, he was actually 18th in that category. So that might say when he's on, his irons, when his irons are on, he, that's when he kind of tends to come to the fore. And yeah, so I think he's probably my, around 40s. He's probably my best bet, bet in terms of value this week. Well, you can get 50s um, currently on SBK, so you're getting, yeah, good value there. 35 for Cam Young. And the other selection you said was Sung JM? Yeah, Sung JM, again, he's kind of been, he's one kind of that's been under the radar this year as well. He's just a very, a very consistent player, but he hasn't done anything outstanding this season. We actually, he's had, he's had a runner-up finish, a tied runner-up finish at Augusta. He's um, another top 10 in the last three as well. Uh, he's kind of simmering recently in the form. He's averaging around 15th in his last uh, three events. Um, if you look at the stats again, 12th in strokes gain total, 13th tee to green, 15th off the tee. The course fit is just under 9, 8.88 in the model. Um, uh, an interesting stat to have about him is the, like driving distance wouldn't show you, just the bare driving distance stat. But if you look at his um, the stats like distance, uh, long drive stats and distance of longest drives kind of thing, and he's actually seventh in that. So, and if you look at his uh, birdies are better on par fives, he's fourth. So I'm kind of thinking when I'm looking at that, I'm kind of thinking that if he wants to, he can get it out there. So on the par fives, he just lets it go. And so he has the long drive if he wants to put it in there. So you know what I mean? Uh, I, I, he's kind of, his putting as well inside 15 feet, he's averaging 40th. So as I said, the guys that win on Augusta, during the, they always have good short kind of putting stats for the week because just get, getting up and down scrambling or lag putting from the different tiers of the greens, the, the runouts leave you four to eight feet kind of puts and you have so many of them during the week and you kind of need to excel in that kind of range. But again, yeah, I just I just think a big performance is coming from him and I wouldn't be surprised to see it this week. So Jim, also fifty to one right now. Are you not worried about the the putter for Cam Cam Young, Bron? Yeah, he's kind of streaky in the puts. What have I got in here? He's, the putting, putting this season is, I think his stats are pretty poor, all right. But that's what I noticed when I had him down as a, like a I would say some people see him like a big, a big hitter and a streaky putter. So again, on the week, with the puts being so difficult, they're kind of the shorter puts at Augusta. Uh, variance just comes into play. You know, it's hard to kind of predict just using the stats he's going to do well. I think the likes of Bryson, he really struggles with the short puts at Augusta. It's just a streaky, but he gets it. So he's there last week. He's probably a confidence putter, Cam Young, and he could take that forward to this week. So, right now, again, it remains to be seen. You know what I mean? No, hundred percent. I think. I mean, listen, the, the, the numbers, the numbers. I think the caddy could make a massive difference in that department. I, I, I love Cam this week. It's the putter's just the 
just the thing that's holding me back a bit. Yeah, well, we say, yeah, so, so that's interesting you should say that, actually, because um, I always regarded Webb Simpson as one of the best putters in the game, but he's been slacking a little bit in that department recently as well, and maybe, maybe Paul Tessori is a big part in that, because a big part of putting is actually just reading the lines rather than the stroke itself, and who knows, maybe it was Paul Tessori that was teaching, you know, giving Webb Simpson to teach all those lines. So it's just guesswork, but it's very possible, you know. The phrase chalk one up for the good guys is used relatively often between tipsters in sports betting. But I want to chalk one up for the office guys this week. Um, Adam, you've already touched on the John Rahm could be one of your selections. Is he your number one pick? And if he is, can you then tell us your number two and three pick as well, please? You've kept that one, that line holster for a while, haven't you? TC, absolutely love it. Um, yeah, listen, I'll, I'll definitely be. Is Rahm the number one selection? Yeah, he might be. I'll, I'll, cert- I'll certainly be with him. Um, there's three I like. Uh, Jordan Spieth's probably the, the main selection. Been chipping away with him for a couple of weeks now. Um, and I've got to be honest, it, like it's more of a feel thing than the numbers speaking out in his favour. Um, watching him week to week, the guy's got, got an incredible bank of course form. And it's more, it just feels like his game's in a much better place this season than, than it has been. Um, I'm a bit worried about conditions, but listen, ultimately he's back in business and um, it feels like he's sort of trending towards a towards a big one. So... I've got to be with him this week. Um, Colin Morikawa was probably second on the list. Um, he's got a few years at Augusta under his belt now, and those performances are definitely trending in the in the right direction. Um, I really like him based on the fact that I think he ranks second for for driving accuracy this season. Um, conditions are going to put a, a lot of focus on that, a lot of focus on on laser iron players. Marius has already said, and you know, of those sort of group of second tier stars, as you might want to call them, around the kind of twenty fives mark, he's he's top of the list for me there. Um, and the final selection, I, I'm going to take a lot of flack for this, so I'm I'm ready. Um, but Tommy Fleetwood, sort of three top twenty. Uh, three top 20 performances from from six outings um at the masters so the course forms there um t5 at last year's pga uh t4 at last year's open and i really really liked what he did at the valspar um and that's a tournament i generally sort of look at each year along with the genesis as a kind of a, a good pointer for this um and we've we've already spoken on this podcast you know about the the importance of what you do off the, the tee at augusta and there's there's no shaking that but I think that what you do around the green might be as important. I thought it was fascinating that Tiger yesterday didn't go anywhere near the tee, uh, the tee box when he got to Augusta. He just took a wedge and a, and a putter and, and went straight to the greens. And and that to me, just if that's where Tiger's head's at, then that's where my head's at. And and Tommy Fleetwood is a, is a master around the greens. He ranks second on tour this this season. Um, listen, conditions will be in his favour. And again, it's a bit of a price thing. You can you can get seventies about the guy, and, and I think that's absolutely huge. Uh, so yeah, fire yeah. at will. Oh no, I won't disagree. It's all about the value, and yeah, he's he's proven in the past that he's good in the majors, the big games, the big game player. And I think I think he looked like he was just about to catch fire at the at the WGC, didn't he? He was kind of simmering. Yeah, so yeah, I'd go with that. He has the draw; it's a lovely draw shape as well as his main kind of uh, shot shape off the tee. Like so, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't, I wouldn't get out of about that no. <laughs> Tommy Fleetwood is, uh, is 70 to 1, as you just touched on there, Adam. Yeah, it's all about the price. price. Yeah, huge price. John Rahm 11s, um, Jordan Spieth 20s, and Colin Marikara currently, Monday morning we're filming this, he's 29 to 1 with SBK. I think he's actually, he's actually second in approach as well, Marikawa. Yeah, so again, is if you're talking about laser irons, he's probably the best in the game, isn't he? Corey Connors and um, 
Colin Marikawa right up there, yeah. And talking about best, one, talking about best in the game. Maybe we've left best in the game to last with these picks. Marios, take it away with your masters bets, please. Well, Brian's just touched on it a little bit there. So I, I'll start with the outside, and it is Corey Connors. Um, I looked at his record, and it's very, very consistent. He's got three top tens, I believe. He's coming into it with red hot form. He's always something that I want to describe that would never win. And now he's just won. I know he's won the same tournament twice. Um, but I just think with his laser eye and game, he could get it in the right spots. He's full of confidence. And at the price, it could be a good value outside. Um, I'm finding it difficult to get away from Morikawa. Um, if he has a hot week with the putter and his short game, which can sometimes be suspect, I think he could go very, very close. Um, I know he's been messing around with a putter this season. And if he put it all together, I think he would probably be my main pick. And in terms of from the top tier, I can't get away from Scheffler at all. Um, if he's going to be the state player, I think he's he's going to be very hard to beat for me. Um, when you compare to Ram and Rory, if they go down the back nine on a Sunday, I'd have my money on him. Yeah, so Scotty Scheffler, as we've touched on, 17-2 to right now. Colin Marikawa, 29-1 to again. And Corey Connors, who won the Valero Texas Open on Sunday, one day ago, is 55-1 to currently. For what it's worth, and I'm going to chuck my hat into the ring, despite being the fact I'm not a golf tipster by any means. But Here we go. Get rid of everyone. <laughs> if I if I was to back anyone in the Masters, which of course I will, uh, it's Xander Schauffele at 28 to one. He finished tied second in 2019, tied third in 2021. I thought he played pretty well at the match play as well. And as I say, despite being the voice you probably shouldn't be listening to on this podcast, I'll stick my hat in the ring with Jan- Xander Schauffele. With, now, with, Xander, with Xander as well, he's gonna. I haven't really heard anyone mention him, which means he's going to be a big drifter probably this week. So, yeah, he might be better off waiting for a few days and getting the prices and the exchanges, you know. So, again, uh, all those out, kind of guys. Being the outlier. <laughs> it's what I love. I love being yeah, the outlier. Yeah. Oh, no, they're all going to come in now. He's going to come in now after hearing your tips, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I missed, doubt the last, missed, missed the cut last, last year, so yeah, he's got no chance. Yeah, don't worry about that one. Don't worry about that. Um, there are a lot of uh, extra each-way places being offered by rival. Uh, but making firms right now. But make sure to have a look at our top place prices and markets on SBK. More often than not, you'll get better value backing your players in the place markets. Brian, we've already heard your outright selections for win uh, win purposes in the outright market. Do you have any selections in the minor markets? And one other question. If you were to pick one live goal for this week, who would you choose? Yeah, so again, kind of like, like Adam was saying earlier, uh, with the outside picks, it's not really in the data. It's just more intuitive kind of feeling. Um, well, there's a little bit of the data because I was going to go for Kurt Kiriyama, who obviously won at, Bay, at was it Bay Hill, yeah, in windy conditions as well. And um, if you're looking at the stats, they're all they're not bad. They're all kind of average. It's like 49th in approach, 44th in the 175 to two yard, uh, 200 yard range with the irons. He's um, he had a good match play, actually. I think he missed a cut after the, the one he won in Bay Hill, but he had a good match play then as well. And uh, he, he's just, he's he's kind of, he's 33rd in, in driving distance, 33rd, yeah. And uh, I think he's just sort of the raw power and the approach play will kind of, and, and his current form, I just think he's, the top debutant market is actually interesting. He's going to be in that, but he's got like rivals in Mito Pereira, who actually had a good event and uh, live just, this weekend currently uh there's adrian moronk and that it's, it's actually a very interesting market it's not really out yet but when you see it it'll be uh 
quite interesting. So it might be something to look at for Kirk and Yama. I'd say it'd be a decent price. Now it's probably one of the more value uh, selections in that. Uh, then there's top 10, top 20, and maybe first round leader, all those kind of sub markets. I think he'd be a good um, a good addition in those. And then Minwoo Lee was kind of my other one as an outsider. Um, he's, he was sixth in the players' champ in the players. Um, uh, he just got Scotty Scheffler, wasn't he, in the last round? And I don't know what, I don't know what happened to him there, but you know, that kind of it might stand him in good stead if he gets into that kind of position again. I remember last year in the Masters, he was he was actually top debutante, he was with a dead heat with another two guys, but he was on fire in the last in the last round. He was five under two ten on his last round, and he was right up there towards the top five, even so. Uh, his course fit is great for Augusta, big hitter, uh, irons. Brilliant, great short game. Um, so he's kind of on, on the model that I put in his driving distance is 10 out of 10. He's uh, his scrambling is 10 out of 10. Par 5 performance is 9. That's the latest stats. But again, if you go down over the last few years, it'd be a little bit higher than that. Um, yeah, so 14th was his actual finish in the end in his, in his debut on last year. So he's another one to look at. He's probably in the three figures, I think, on, on uh, his markets. So they'd be my two kind of insiders, yeah. Yes, Arnold Palmer, invitational winner, Kurt Kitayama and Australian Minwoo Lee will be carrying Brian's money in the minor markets. Any live golfer, Cam Smith, DJ, anyone going to contend? Yeah, so Cam Smith is my kind of, he'd be the one I'd be looking at in the in the sub, um, in terms of live markets, uh, or sorry, live golfers. But he didn't actually do too well yesterday. I think he, he was going all right in the, in the event and then he finished. Had an absolute meltdown. Yeah, I didn't actually, did you see it? I don't know. No, I just love to see it. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Actually, it's interesting we should say that a lot of um, a lot of the guys did, did actually do well. Like the the big names, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson was up there. Um, even Mita Pereira, I mentioned him earlier for the top de- another one maybe to look at on top debutant. But uh, Patrick Reed was up there, and uh, the only one that kind of wasn't was Cam Smith. So I, kind of was, I was, you know, I was on Cam Smith, or I was thinking he might have a good one of anyone, but uh, kind of changed my mind on that maybe now. But again, on the course fit model, he's 9.25. He's uh, last year he added about 20 yards, 15, 20 yards was game. So he was the only guy to shoot four rounds in the 60s at Augusta, but that was with the softer conditions in that November year. Uh, I think he's. Uh, his, his form is just is amazing around the course and he was uh, 20, 20 I don't know I just I, I was kind of big on him if anyone from Liv but then seeing him yesterday I'm not so sure anymore so uh, I don't know I'll probably avoid that yeah Cam Smith could be it could be a danger then if he returns to his form um, first round leader is a market that I know the office guys love we haven't got the market up yet and conditions could change so you know you need to be looking at the draw but guys who are we expecting to get off to a flying start in round one this week uh, that's a good question. Shall I take it, Morris? I'll, I'll take it. So um, you've got to take the weather into account, right? So looking at the, the Thursday forecast currently, um, it would probably favour the morning wave. Like a lot of the rain's supposed to come in the in the afternoon. Um, but again, I keep talking about it. Going back to that 2020 renewal, when when kind of conditions might have been a bit similar, colder conditions, it massively favoured bombers. So you had Casey, DJ, Sung Jae was all were all up there. So. Um, you might want to look at look at similar names this year, but definitely you want to be focusing on the on the morning wave. Um, I've got to chime in because Brian has absolutely stolen my thunder here. I think Kurt Kitayama for top debutant is probably, if not definitely, the bet of the week. Um, this guy is a he's a serious serious operator. Was up at the Scottish Open last year, 
And um, I was just so impressed with with the way he went about things. And he's obviously gone on to to win at Bayhill this this year, um, which the office guys were on. You know, there was there were scenes on on Monday. So um, so yeah, I'll definitely be back in Quadzilla to to get it done uh, in the top debutant market. Have you seen any markets or prices or? Not yet. Yeah. A couple of days, I think. It's an in- it's an interesting. I'm just looking at some names here. So you have got Tigala, Ryan Fox, Pereira, who I mentioned earlier, Moronk, uh, Svensson, Kidiyama, Tom Kim is another. And Tom Kim is probably going to take a, a decent chunk of that market percentage. But I don't like him at all for his taste. Just not long enough. So uh, I'm very interested to see the prices there. And I, I think I don't think I think Kidiyama would probably be in the middle of the market somewhere. So I think you're going to get good value on him. So it'd be interesting. Yeah, to see. all aboard. The other one I'd probably give a shout out to TC. I know I'm, I'm flogging the flogging the horse here, but you know, top GB in Ireland. If you fancy a Rory meltdown, which I definitely do, I think you want to side with Fleetwood here. I, I really, really do believe he's going to have a good week, and you know, he's he's going to be a price in that market. Um, I think you definitely want to take advantage. Yeah, finding all the value in the minor markets is the way forward. Marios, is there a live golfer that can contend this week? If so, is it Cam Smith? I don't know whether it's Cam Smith or not. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was of the opinion that the live golfers wouldn't wouldn't compete at all. But the closer we get to it, I, I think that, you know, they could easily turn up. There's a lot of class there, particularly DJ. Brooks is in form. Um, and they'll be very determined. And that can carry you a long way. So I wouldn't rule any of them out. If I was going to pick one, I'd probably go with DJ. Just going back onto the um, one of the outsiders that could be placed. And he shouldn't really have been out an outsider is Hideki. I, th- I can see him on, oh my on God, markets. No. Yeah. Former winner. Um, coming to a little bit of form. Um, Rumours that he's injured. Beware of the injured golfer. I think Hideki knows knows his way around Augusta and he could be peaking at the right time. Absolute, could be good value for a player. Absolutely no chance. <laughs> I was watching his build-up for the match play, Hideki, and um, they were just showing him pre-round. And he had like, three of his uh, team around him and he was practicing putts from five yards. It was the weirdest setup I've ever seen. He had a tee either side of his putter. He had a coin on top of his putter, a tee pegged into the ground behind the putter, and he was still missing five footers right. So we'll see how Hideki gets on, but he's going to be a decent price anyway. We've covered it all, guys. We've basically listed the whole field. Thank you very much to Brian and the office guys. Marios and Adam for joining me for this SBK betting podcast masters special I hope you've enjoyed it at home and if you're watching this on YouTube please like it put in a comment down below who you fancy or the angle or favorite trend as I mentioned earlier in the pod that you like to look at ahead of the masters whack your thumbs up as well we need that thumbs up um a reminder again our SBK's offer new and existing customers will get 10 pounds back in free bets if a live golfer wins the Masters this week, make sure you opt in. Don't forget that. Enjoy the Masters, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>